0: You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this podcast is sponsored by Public Goods, an online marketplace designed for the conscious consumer where you can get everything from coffee to toilet paper, shampoo to pet food. Public Goods is truly the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. I personally love the home cleaning products because they smell amazing and look amazing. The packaging from Public Goods is so aesthetically pleasing with simple black fonts on beautiful white bottles, no bright colors and mismatched packaging. It's the first time I've ever wanted to leave out my dish soap because it's actually a beautiful part of the decor in my kitchen. I am not kidding. I actually have my dish soap as part of my kitchen decor with a little succulent next to it and it looks adorable. Best of all, the bottles for their home products are made from sugar cane instead of plastic, and when you need a refill, they send you a recyclable pouch to just pour into your bottles so there's less plastic waste. We've worked out an awesome deal with Public Goods for 3 and 30 listeners. Right now, you can receive $15 off your first Public Goods order with no minimum purchase. That's right. They are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase. You have nothing to lose. Just go to publicgoods.com slash 3in30 and use code 3in30 at checkout. That's P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com slash 3in30 to receive $15 off your first order. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast for moms who want to create more meaning in motherhood. Each 30-minute episode will feature three doable takeaways for you to try at home with your family this week. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. Thank you so much for being here. On Labor Day weekend in 2018, one of my favorite friends flew to my home and helped me completely transform it. For three days, we spent 12 hours per day, no joke, going through every cupboard, drawer, shelf, and closet, getting rid of the junk and creating systems to help my family stay organized. I can't think of a better bonding experience for two friends or of an event that has impacted me quite like that one. This friend I'm referring to is Candy Kidd, who was on the podcast last week teaching about time management. I'm so happy to have her back for part two talking about home organization, which is truly her area of expertise. The process of organizing your physical spaces is about so much more than having beautiful labeled bends and throwing things away, though both can be very nice. Candy has taught me that our physical things remind us of the shoulds we have in our lives and clearing things away or organizing them to be more accessible and functional can help us to accept ourselves more fully and live with more intention and joy. In this episode, Candy and I are breaking the general three and thirty rule and sharing five takeaways because these go along with the five part formula originally taught by author Julie Morgenstern about how to organize any space. I'm so excited to continue this conversation with Candy and for you to get even more insight into this incredibly knowledgeable, practical, and fun woman. She is my favorite. So, with no further ado, here we go. Candy, we are so excited to have you back on 3 and 30 to teach us about organization.
1: I'm excited to be back. I'm your biggest fan.
0: Oh, well, likewise. <laughs> and as I mentioned in that introduction, Candy came from Oregon and helped me organize and purge and declutter my entire house. And I don't think it's exaggerating to say, that that weekend changed my life because it gave me so many epiphanies, not just about my physical space, but also about the clutter that I was holding inside and the shoulds and the mom guilt that I was carrying around. And I then turned that experience into my Declutter Your Motherhood workshop, which Candy came out and supported me on her 30th birthday and saw me teach my first Declutter Your Motherhood workshop. So I'm just so excited that you are here today, Candy, and you're going to teach All the listeners, the same process that you taught me that weekend. It's like been four years now, which is crazy when you came. So, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us and your expertise.
1: Rachel, there was something that happened that weekend that I think about every time I need to like laugh, like I pull up a memory. And it was we were going through your bathroom and there was all these like little tiny lotions, tons of them. And I said, Rachel, like, why do you have so many lotions? And you said, I guess I always wanted to be one of those women that has lotion in their purse and takes it out and puts it on. <laughs> and I was like, but, but, I said, but are you? And you're like, no. And so we got rid of them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, you know what I mean? Like the fancy oh, lady uh, who takes care of herself and like has good smelling lotions. And... Oh, I
1: totally, I, <laughs> I feel like that's the hard part with organization It's like we have to organize for your real life, not your aspirational life.
0: Yes. Because
1: I always wanted to be like one of those ladies that always had like an umbrella on her. And then finally I put one in my car and my kids were stabbing each other with it. And I'm like, I'm never going to be that (laughs) mom.
0: Totally. Totally. It's like letting go of the physical items that carry the shoulds that are attached to them or who you thought you would be and letting those go. And that's become the whole basis of my workshop. So I'm not teaching any of those right now, but I hope to again, possibly sometime this year, so people can stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, Candy's going to teach us how to organize a physical space in our home. And I allowed her, since she's a longtime guest, she's going to do five takeaways. She's breaking the rules instead (laughs) of just three, because she has this five-part formula for how to organize a physical space. So why don't we jump right in?
1: So first, I want to say that home organizations, not just to have like a Pinterest type home, The reason it matters is because it supports us in living a more fulfilling life. It just Mm. supports our bigger goals. But a lot of times it gets really overwhelming for people. And I think it's because they just don't have the skill. And it's like a formula that most every professional organizer uses, whether they use this exact formula or not, they're doing the basic Same five things.
0: Mm, Yeah. And I always do really appreciate that you... Emphasize it matters that it's functional for your family, that it supports your family. That's what matters more than, you know, that it looks perfectly Pinterest worthy or someone said that I should organize this way or that way. You always ask, well, what will work best for your family? So it's more really realistic organization for moms that can support your life instead of making it feel more stifled somehow.
1: Right. Like you, we want to add more freedom and not make you feel like another should. But there is a skill, what I do every single time I organize a space. And so what I want to do is take your community through organizing their pantry. Like if I were there with them, Mm. and hopefully if they learn this skill, they can apply it to any area that they want to organize because it's basically the same formula. And the formula is the space method. So S stands for sort, P for purge, A for assign a home, C for containerize, and E for equalize. So if you look at your pantry, the first thing that you would do is take everything out and sort it to like things. So Mm -hmm. the peanut butters would be by each other. The canned goods would be by each other. The baking stuff would be by each other. And you're taking it all out. Mm -hmm. A lot of times (laughs) what people, the mistakes they make at this first part is they start to like try to purge right away. And this is like a non-emotional stage, whether you're doing your pantry, your closet or anything that you are just sorting. So sometimes I'll even say out loud, I'll single task out loud and say, can goods, cans get, cans get, so I don't get distracted. And I just Mm -hmm. keep putting them in pile after pile after pile until it is just sorted. And Mm -hmm. then that is when your kitchen looks like a wreck and you are in the messy middle and you're questioning yourself and you want to quit. That's the right Mm. spot you need to be because that's when you start purging. And the purge is often a little bit emotional because like we talked about earlier, it's where (laughs) your reality and your expectations are often misaligned. And so for the pantry example, if you want to be this fancy cook, but you hate cooking and you have spices that you bought five years ago that you never use, like now is the time to throw them out without hmm. any guilt.
0: Yeah. But you have to come to terms with, I really thought that I would be this kind of mom, or I thought that I wanted that, and I'm not that person, at least not right now. I could be that person someday, but maybe in this season of life. It's not happening. So instead of just letting these spices sit here as almost a constant reminder to me of the ways that I feel like I'm falling short every time I see those spices and I think, oh, I really should make that recipe I've had in my binder for three years. Just let it go. Let the physical thing go and let go of the expectation that you have of yourself. And that's what was so liberating to me about working with you that weekend. I remember holding like some books that I had purchased to teach. It was like 100 days to teach your child how to read yes. and thinking, I really thought that I would do this with my kids. I thought that I would like to teach them how to read, but I tried it a couple times and we both hated it. And do I release this expectation of myself that this is something a good mom does is teach their kids how to read and give this book away so that I'm basically saying, I'm not going to teach my kids how to read. Their teacher can do that. I'm just going to read to my kids because that's what I like to do. And ultimately, that's what I decided to do. And there was this real emotional unburdening of getting rid of these physical objects that reminded me of the ways that I felt like I was falling short.
1: It's true. And the thing is, when you bought that book, it served its purpose because it brought you this giddiness that someday we'll be able to do this and it served its purpose, let it go. It wasn't serving Mm. you anymore. Once Mm. you had different realizations of what you wanted your motherhood to look like.
0: Yeah. What advice would you give to somebody who has a tendency to hang on to things because they feel like, well, maybe I will need that someday, or maybe I will be that person someday. So I'm just gonna hang on to this, so that I don't have to buy it again later.
1: So I love what my friend Corinne from grid and glam said once, and she says, you want enough stuff to make you feel grounded, but not enough to make you feel weighed down. And so if it makes you feel like prepared to have something, you know, in your food storage room and it makes you feel grounded, then keep it. But you have to really look in and see if it's making you feel weighed down. Mm. And so it's, it's not as black and white as people say, because There's some people on the, like, just get rid of everything. And others, you know, that doesn't work for a family.
0: Or a personality. Yeah. Like, a certain personality might feel really panicky letting it all go. So looking into themselves and saying that, yeah, the difference between feeling grounded and prepared versus weighed down by all of the things that you think you should be doing. Right. I think that's really smart.
1: And I think people need to give themselves more credit because I've worked hundreds of hours organizing, and people do a pretty good job. They know themselves.
0: Mm, That's interesting to hear. Yeah. And I also think something that really helps me when I'm in that place where I'm deciding if it's okay to let something go, what if I need it again, or what if in the future I am the lady that puts lotion on my hands and I've given away all my lotion, is to think about our mutual friend and mentor, April Perry, once told me that life is more like the conveyor belts at the airport than the conveyor belts at the grocery store. And like, we think that if we let something go, it'll drop off the end and it'll never come back. And she says, it's more like things go around and they come back around if they're meant to be in your life, if opportunities or things are meant to be in your life. And I think that that could also be true of physical items where If you let it go now, you kind of have an abundance mindset that when the time is right for me to take up that hobby or whatever, it'll come back around where someone will be getting rid of their baking stuff and they'll ask me if I want it. Or an opportunity will arise where I'll have what I need when I need it is a much more grounding way of thinking than this panicky, like, what if I need it and I don't have it feeling.
1: I love that. I love that. I love that. Something else, and this doesn't have to do with pantries, but it's something that comes up for people when they're purging is that someone gave them the item. Mm. Oh, yeah. And it can be pantries because I've seen some like, you know, an old crock pot, that Mm. kind of stuff. And something to remember is that people typically give you stuff to bless your life, and they would not want you to keep something that wasn't blessing your life.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: and that's not people's intentions to give you stuff. So if it's not blessing your life, it's not like a contractual agreement. Like I give this to you, you have to keep it forever. You own it. It's here to bless your life. If it doesn't serve you, then you let it go.
0: Mm, yeah, definitely. Let's take a quick minute to share this episode's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Better Help, the world's largest provider of counseling done 100% online. The past few weeks, we've been focusing on time management and organization on the podcast. Something that goes right along with that is the mental load we carry as mothers. An important tool that you can use to lighten your mental load is one that I talk about all the time on the show, and that is therapy. I get emails from women who've heard me talk about how counseling has transformed my life and my emotional resilience, but who feel stuck on how to find a counselor. I'm so thrilled that I have a resource that I can point them to that will work no matter where they live or how busy they are, and that is better help. With BetterHelp, you simply fill out a brief intake questionnaire about your needs, and they match you with a licensed professional counselor who can help you. You meet with your counselor via phone or video chat, and some counselors even offer the option of texting. If the counselor that they match you with doesn't end up being a perfect fit for you, you can simply request a change and they will try again. I love how simple BetterHelp has made it for busy people to get the help that they need, and I hope that if you've been feeling the nudge to go to counseling, you will give BetterHelp a try. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and listeners get 10% off their first month. Go to betterhelp.com slash 3in30 for 10% off your first month. That's betterhel dot com 3in30. This podcast is also sponsored by Haya, the pediatrician-approved super-powered chewable vitamin. Haya vitamins are made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet they taste great and are perfect for picky eaters. Haya is made from a blend of 12 farm-fresh fruits and vegetables and supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, known to support a healthy immune system, energy levels, brain function, mood, teeth, bones, and more. Your first month comes with a darling yellow reusable glass bottle that your kids can personalize with stickers. Then every month after that, Haya sends a no-plastic refill pouch of fresh vitamins that you just pour into the yellow bottle, which means Haya isn't just good for your kids, it's also good for the environment. One of my favorite things about Haya is that after your children try the different vitamin flavors in their first multi-pack, you can personalize which flavors they want to receive going forward. So if they only like the red vitamins, you can get a refill pack of all reds. So getting them to take their daily vitamin isn't a fight. We've worked out a special offer with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. Receive 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to Hayahealth.com slash three and thirty or enter code three and thirty at checkout. That's H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash three and thirty and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Full discount applied at checkout. And then what's the next step after you sort and you purge? What do you do now?
1: So then you assign a home to your stuff. And so what you want to do when you're assigning a home, like if we're talking about pantries, is you think in zones. So this is my baking zone. This is my lunch zone. This is my breakfast zone and so forth. And so when I'm doing a pantry, you kind of just loosely set it in the area that you think it'll go. So it's not perfect. It's rough. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you are putting things in the zones that you think that it will go for your family. Something to remember is we're influenced by our environment more than we want to be. Mm -hmm. If you want your family to have more nutrient-dense foods, then you put it in an area that they see more often. And statistically, they will eat the more nutrient-dense foods if they're easier to get to. Mm -hmm. And so just being intentional, like how do I want to set up my pantry so that it supports my family and, you know, whatever your goals are.
0: Yeah. And also thinking about like if I want my kids to be more independent, to be able to get down their own breakfast cereal and pour their own bowl or thinking about your goals for your family in the way that you set up your physical space or maybe the opposite. I don't want my kids to always be getting into this or that. So I'm going to put it up high so that they can't being very mindful of that and assigning stuff a place to return to, right? That's the home. Right. So you know where it goes. It's easy to clean up because everything has a place and even your kids know where it goes. And it just makes everything more simple in the home.
1: And I think it's something that I often see is that items will be everywhere. They'll be in the kitchen, the pantry. And when we gather them, then we see what we have. And so we know if we're running out and it just makes a lot more sense. And it actually has a home versus everywhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think your next takeaway goes right along with the sign a home. It's the next step. And what is that?
1: Container rice. And so the mistake that most people buy is they have like this urge, like I am going to organize my pantry. And so they go out and they spend like hundreds of dollars on containers. The thing Mm -hmm. is, until you assign a home, you don't know which containers you need. Mm -hmm. And so once you assign a home, then that is where you measure and grab the containers for that zone. And so always buy containers after you've assigned a home.
0: That's interesting because I don't think I've done that. And maybe that's because I live two hours away from the closest target or anything. So I often have to get things while I'm there and then return them later. But that's a lot of time if you're constantly like, I'll just buy it all right now and then I'll figure it out and return it. And then sometimes you miss the return window and everything else. So I like this idea of figuring out what you need first and then going to get the containers for the space.
1: Yeah, and when you're buying containers, there's a couple things that is helpful to remember. Our brains love consistency. So even if you're getting dollar store containers getting the same color, like our brains love balance and it loves consistency. The other thing is, when you're buying a container, make sure it fills the space. So if you have a really tall shelves, you don't want to buy a teeny container because you want it to fill the space completely. Mm. not like overhanging off the shelf, yeah. But filling it up.
0: Yeah. And you've taught me to decant things in my containers. Well, and also to label them. If you're going to assign a home, then it needs to be clear to everyone in the house what the home is with the labels that people can throw it back in there. And what does decant mean if people aren't aware?
1: Decant is when you... Take something and you pour it into a different container. So for instance, if you have noodles, then you might put it into a different container. And the rule for decanting is if it's a one-time item, like a box of brownies, you don't decant it. If it's something you're getting into multiple times, like cereal or powdered sugar, then you decant
0: it hmm. And what is the benefit to decanting beyond just that it looks really pretty, which it does when you have all of these, you know, I have some really nice acrylic bends that you recommended to me from Rubbermaid. And when everything's decanted, it looks beautiful. But there's a functional reason to do it beyond that. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So one of the functional reasons is it saves a lot of space without all the boxes and packaging. There's so much packaging. The other is because food stays fresher, when it's in a, a airtight container. And then also you can kind of see what you have and what you're running low
0: mm-hmm. very,
1: very quickly because there's nothing worse than thinking you have a baking item and pulling out the box and it's empty.
0: Yeah, or it's almost empty. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's been the biggest blessing for me is it's a very easy way to quickly inventory what you have when it's in these see-through bins and you know it's all together. It's not like you have one box of noodles somewhere stuck over there in some corner and then you have another over here. It's like all my noodles are right here in the noodle home, in the noodle container, and I'm running low, so I got to get some more at the store next time I'm there. Right. And as you decant things out of the boxes, what do you do if you're worried about expiration dates or directions, things like that?
1: So sometimes I will have people just cut the directions out, like with a pair of scissors and tape them to the back. Uh huh. Or oftentimes, like if you use a wet erase marker, you can just put the expiration date and then yeah. you don't get it off later. Yeah.
0: Okay. And I just have to narrate so everyone knows that you are now holding your dog. <laughs> 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 Poor Candy, her dog, she put her dog out, we could still hear the dog, so she now has a dog sitting right on her lap, in standing on her lap, as she's trying to hold the microphone. The things we do as busy moms. You said last time that Mike babysat the dog while you recorded, but he's yes. not here.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a puppy, and it's it felled puppy class for a reason. We're, we're <laughs> struggling with this one.
0: <laughs> I love it. I can't take you seriously right now because that dog is just standing right in your face. (laughs) But let's continue on. After containerize, the last letter in the acronym space is E. And what does that stand for?
1: So the last part is equalize, which means maintain. And the best way to do it, like we kind of talked a little bit earlier, is to have labels. And with the labels, you want them to be specific for things that are not going to change. For instance, mm. sugar or powdered sugar or salt, things that are going to change, you don't want to go to specific. So you would put snacks and not the specific snack, knowing that your of snacks might change out. Mm. Another thing with equalize is maintaining is if something is hard to keep clean, it's not you, it's your system. Mm. And so if I organize something and I notice that it's hard to keep clean, it's getting a little bit messy, I will go back to the drawing board talk to my mom, my sister, what do you think I need to do different? And kind of take this detective mindset and implement a different system. Because I think a lot of times we immediately just start blaming ourselves, like I'm disorganizing I'm this, but really, it's always a system
0: breakdown. Yeah, I think that's so true. And this equalized step is really important anything in life, you're going to have to maintain and keep up. And, you know, you came and helped me do a deep organize of my whole house, but that doesn't mean I've never had to go back to those spaces again and say, okay, what's working, what's not, you know, we've sort of let some things slide in here that we want to clean up and get back into the system. And do you have regular times when you equalize like every month or every week, or do you just do it as you notice it needs it?
1: So, In my mudroom, I have a bin that says donations and errands and regularly we're filling that donation bin when we notice, oh, this doesn't fit anymore or, you know, we get something that we don't need anymore. And so that's just a regular thing to do. But also I kind of have a weekly reset Mm
0: -hmm. that I
1: know that once a week we're going to get everything back to baseline and go so it doesn't get too far out of hand.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that's such great advice. Well, Candy, if people listening are inspired, they want to do this with their pantry or any space in their home, but they wish that they had a mentor like you that could guide them along. Can you tell them a little bit about your virtual organization packages and what you do for women who want some help organizing?
1: Yeah. So I really feel like organizing is a skill that can be taught. It can be learned. And so what I'm offering is that People can meet with me virtually over FaceTime or Zoom, and they can pick their pantry or closet, and we have three hours and we go through the space method together. and just kind of one, it makes people a little bit more accountable, but sometimes people just want someone to hold their hand. And the interesting thing is after we do it a couple times together, then oftentimes people can just do any space confidently. And that's like the goal is that people have the skill set to make it easier.
0: Yeah. And I know when you helped me organize, you helped me with containers. Like you had ideas of the best containers for the spaces. You sent me some links of things to order. Do you do that with your virtual clients?
1: Yes. And so after we basically sort, purge, assign a home, and then I have them measure. And then I send a link of containers, like a clickable So, they Mm -hmm. know exactly how many containers to get and where to get them. And then once they come, we hop on the phone one more time to make sure everything's squared away with labels and that it's working.
0: Perfect. And
1: it's done. So,
0: well, that is such a cool service that you're offering. And I'll put your information in the show notes. I can't recommend Candy highly enough as someone who's really expert at this and building systems for families, not for just a Pinterest perfect showroom somewhere, but for spaces families can really live in and use in their daily life. So, Candy, thank you so much for everything that you have taught me over the years in so many different areas, but especially in organization, particularly with this topic today. It's really changed my life. I feel like I've gone from feeling like a pretty disorganized person generally to feeling my physical spaces are very organized. And that's because of you. So thank thank you you for everything. And thank you for coming on 3 and 30. Love you. Okay. Can you see why I love Candy so much? I appreciate her practical and graceful approach to organizing our homes. And I hope that you are feeling uplifted and encouraged and ready to go and tackle a cupboard or a pantry or some space in your house. To recap our takeaways, remember Julie Morgenstern's space formula for organizing any space. First, S is for sort. Take everything out and sort it with similar things. If you're organizing a pantry, that might look like making piles of baking supplies, canned foods, breakfast foods, noodles, etc. P is for purge. This can be emotional because it's where your expectations and your reality are often misaligned. Remember that it's okay to accept who you really are and get rid of the physical items that remind you of who you think you should be or who you thought you would be. A is for assign a home. Every item needs a place where it lives, or in other words, goes when it's not in use. And sometimes it can help when you think in terms of zones. Create a baking zone, a lunch zone, a breakfast zone, and so on. C is for containerize. After you've assigned a home, and only then... Measure and buy the containers that you'll need. You can buy beautiful, airtight containers if you have the budget, but dollar store containers work great too. Just try to make sure your containers match if you really want to feel put together when you glance into one of your spaces. And finally, E is for equalize, or in other words, maintain. In order to maintain the organization you've set up, use things like labels, specific labels for things like powdered sugar, or more general labels for things like snacks that change often. Remember, you will need to periodically reevaluate and possibly change your systems if they aren't working for you. If you think you could benefit from mentorship from Candy, and I guarantee you that you could because I have personally experienced her magic, be sure to follow the link in the show notes to get in touch with her. My friend, I want to encourage you that you have a much better feel for your organization needs than you might realize. Follow your intuition along with these five steps, and I think you will notice a shift in your life that has a ripple effect into so many other areas. That has been my experience in the years since Candy originally came and helped me organize. It has changed so, so much for me. You can do this. I'm rooting for you, and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.